Father, we're here to praise you, Lord, to give you glory, to give you honor, to give you our lives once again, Lord, everything, our thoughts, Father, our body, our mind, our spirit, Lord, just fully surrendered unto you, Lord. Lord, we understand those that are sick among us, we ask that you just reach down and touch them tonight, Lord, and minister to their needs in their body, we pray, Father. God, that you would come in on our midst today, Lord, and you would move. You would speak, Lord. You'd touch hearts. You'd strengthen, Lord. You'd lift us up, we pray. We commit this service in your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Let's turn to 1 Peter 1. Amen. Let's start at verse 2. says, the elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through the faith, through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perish. Though it be tried with fire, it might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom though now ye see him not, yet believe. Ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Let you be seated. Spoke on perfect peace last Wednesday and just was going through the notes again and looking and praying for what the Lord would have. And I ran and had the scripture about joy unspeakable. And I'd like to speak to you tonight on joy unspeakable. Amen. It's a joy that cannot even really be expressed. And, and as he is saying here, there's things that are laying here. There's... Um, uh, promises that are laying here that gives us this joy and this uh, joy in our hearts. And the reason why we're here tonight, the reason why we're here gathered together is because of what God has done for us in our lives. Amen. Amen. And so I want to look at a few things as we begin here. And we look back to verse 2. He says, elect according to the foreknowledge of, the, of God the Father. So, amen, right there is enough that we can say that we have joy in our hearts. To know that God, by His foreknowledge, elected you before the foundation of the world. 
He elected you not to fall. He elected you not to fail. He elected you not to go down and defeat. But he elected you to win. Amen. Amen. That's enough right there to give us joy. But through that election, he also provided sanctification of the spirit. Amen. That God would not only find us in, in our life and the way that we're living, but he would begin to work in our lives and he'd begin to clean our lives up and he wouldn't leave us the same. He wouldn't leave the old clay in this old tattered condition, but he would re- begin to remold it and make it into the image of him of himself. Amen. And also the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, we know what the blood of Jesus Christ has done for every one of us here tonight. The blood of Jesus Christ has come in our lives and it's totally not just covered sin, but it's annihilated sin. It's totally done away with sin. It's, it's the bleach of, uh, that God has provided in this hour that no more, even, even though you can look back and say, yes, I was a, I was a sinner. I've done this. I've done that. I've done wrong. Amen. But once you come to God, God no more looks at you as a sinner, but he looks at you as a son of God. In those things right there, there's enough to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. And so also that not only that, but he has begotten us. In other words, we are born again. He has given us his life. This is in verse three, his begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So he's not only given us a life to live, but he's given us his life to live. He has come down on the inside of our hearts and he is whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It's a birth that God has given to the ones that's been born again. And also not that, but that's just a down payment of an inheritance that's incorruptible. Or in other words, an inheritance that will not fade away. Is anybody getting some joy tonight when you're hearing what God has done for you? Amen. It's an inheritance that won't fall apart. It's an inheritance that won't run out. It's an inheritance that won't, that won't go away. It's an inheritance that's incorruptible. It's undefiled. It fadeth not away and it's reserved, especially for you in heaven. Amen. And so it's something here. And not only that, but we go to verse 5. And we are kept by the power of God through the faith of, unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. last time. So there's so much in this scripture that we can be joyful tonight. Amen. I don't, know if the, I don't know if you're joyful tonight, but I pray tonight by the time's over, you can have a smile on your face. Amen. I don't know what kind of day you went through or what kind of week you've had or month you had or year you had or life you had. It doesn't matter. We have joy unspeakable and full of glory because what we have is not something that's temporary. It's not something that's just for a moment. It's not something that's just for a Wednesday night. It's not something that's just for a month or a year. Amen. But it's a life that is eternal into the eternities. Amen. And so we see here, and we, we and Brother Brandon would say, we talk about joy for a moment. He says, have you noticed how the world gets into the spirit of things that are the world? They go to the ball games, they go to the sporting events, their dances, they enter into the spirit of, they don't sit there like wallflowers and all dried up sticks. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. They don't sit there like wallflowers and old dried up sticks or bumps on the logs. Amen. Amen. If you see somebody that's a fanatic, that's where, where the word fan came from, a fan of somebody, you're a fanatic. Amen. If they're truly a fanatic, they'll get painted up, they'll get dolled up, they'll get dressed up, they'll get, do everything they can to become a part of what's going on there. 
Amen. To become a part, to enter in. Amen. They're not just sitting on the sidelines, so to speak, and even though they are in the stands, but they're entering into it. They're getting behind what is going on, whether it be a football game or golf game or whatever kind of thing is going on. They'll enter right into that thing, and they become so involved in it. They can tell you this. They can tell you that. They can tell you how many home runs they hit, how many touchdowns. They can tell you all kinds of things. Amen. I believe you ought to become a fan of the Word of God. A fanatic of the word of God that when the devil comes and he begins to put things upon our lives and begins to push it upon us that we we can have something within us that says, you know what? There's a scripture for this moment. I can give you this statistic. When Jesus met you on the mountain, he defeated you 2,000 years ago. He's the same God today. Hallelujah. Amen. They can get involved. They can enter into the spirit of it. And they, we don't, they don't sit there like a wallflower, old dried up stick. Listen, they're not going to have a bad time. They're going to have a good time. I'm setting you up. I know it. Oh, how they hate the Christians for getting into the spirit of God's word. They call us fanatics. They call us holy rollers. There's nothing they won't do to show their hatred and disapproval towards that. But ignore it. Why don't you ignore that devil tonight? The one that's trying to talk you out of your blessing. Ignore and push him to the side somewhere. Amen. I'm here on a Wednesday night. I've made the effort. I've come. I've drove miles. And I'm going to enjoy myself in the house of God. Amen. Ignore that. You can't expect it. You can expect it knowing where it's come from. Just go ahead and get in the spirit. Get in the spirit of worship. He said, our spirit is clean, it's fresh, it's real, it's sober and serious. But nonetheless, it's full of the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's full of the joy of the Lord. The Christians ought to be just as exuberant and full of his pleasure. Amen. The Christians ought to be just as exuberant and full of his pleasure in the Lord. Well, I can't act like that way in church, but you will somewhere else. We ought to be just an exuberant in the pleasure of the Lord. When it savors and delights in its pleasures, both Christians in the world are human. Both have emotions. The difference is the Christian's heart and emotions are purely on the Lord. And his love, while the world satisfies the flesh. You say, well, well, Brother Timothy, I'm too young. You know, I... I, 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 if I just belong to a church, Brother Branham said, you just, he said, let me read this quote. He said, you should be born again. Yeah. Well, if I could get a, that kind of experience, I won't be able to do this or I won't be able to do that. If I get that kind of deal, I won't, I won't be able to go do those kind of things. The devil will tell you that, and that you're going to lose some good time somewhere or you're going to lose some privilege somewhere. He's lying to you. Yeah. Amen. Especially you young people. It's the prophet of God speaking to you young people this night. He said, especially you young people, you don't have to drink. You don't have to smoke. You don't have to run around these places of amusement. Why, the Holy Spirit is a million times better than anything the devil could ever offer you. Do we have any fans of the Lord tonight? Can you testify that he is greater than anything? He's greater than anything the devil has ever offered me. Amen. He says the Holy Spirit's a million times better. Why, you don't have to get drunk on strong drink to have a good time. Sinners do that. But you don't have to do that because I've been 23 years preaching and I've been drunk the whole 23 years on the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. Amen. That, that drink, that alcohol is only a perversion of what's the real. It's trying, to, it's trying to emulate. It's trying to copycat. And of course, the perversion brings the perversion. Amen. And it brings all of the problems with it and the situations with it. But if you get a hold of the real thing, there ain't no hangovers. There ain't no lasting just a moment. He said, I've been drunk for 23 years preaching this gospel. I've been drunk on the things of God. I've been drunk on what God is doing in this hour. We ought to get intoxicated on the healings that are taking place around us. We ought to be intoxicated when we see, amen, the family members that are coming back to God. It ought to start more and say, yes, Lord, come on, bring it on, God. Amen. I've been drunk. He said it's a stimulation itself. It never lets up. Hello, somebody. It's still good tonight. It never lets up. It, I, I've always got joy. Uh-oh. I've always got peace. I always feel good. <laughs> the Lord is here. Hallelujah. He says the Lord is here. Amen. I, if I'm sick in body, he's got me happy in my soul. If things are going good, things are going good in my soul and bad in my body or vice versa. Don't make no difference. God is always here. I'm always stimulated with the pleasure that's joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. You know, it's like David said one day, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. He wanted the joy of it back. Brother Brown said he didn't lose his salvation he was still a son of God. He was still an apple of God's eye. He was still a man after God's own heart. But he lost the joy of it. And when it comes to the place, listen to this, he said, when it comes to a place that I can't enjoy my religion or my salvation, there's something wrong somewhere. Because it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He said, I would wonder today when I think of the mad, stricken, pleasure-crazed nation we're living in, why do they turn to the things they turn to? Is it because there's no pleasure in the house of God? He said, is it because there's no joy in serving the Lord that they would turn and they would hush that uh, that precious desire in their heart with things of the world? I wonder what will happen when God requires us at the day of judgment Why did you go to such things as that for pleasure? He said, when a Christian's pleasure is in the Lord, he's got joy unspeakable and full of glory for his believers. Why does the world long after those things and try to satisfy their longings with the things of the world when the joys of the Lord is for the people of God? Those old-fashioned prayer meetings, the Spirit of God in the church. He said, when I was a sinner, I did everything that I was big enough to do. And lots of things I tried, I wasn't big enough to do. But I want to say this, that all of it put together, never give the satisfying portion like the one moment in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. It's all bogus and fantastics out there, he says. It only speaks those Momentary pleasures of sin only speaks that there's a real comfort. There's a real pleasure, a lasting pleasure in the Lord. 
Why would the church of the living God have to resort to such things as that to find pleasure? Our pleasure is serving the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, let's get together now. Amen. I'm going to go fast tonight. So if you go fast, as Brother Andrew would say it, so you go fast. I'm going to go fast. You go fast. We'll go fast together. Don't make, us, don't make me drag you along tonight. Wear a man out. Let's get together here. We're here. What are we here to have church? Is this pleasure here in, in this, or what, is it a drudgery? Is it a heartache to come to church? Is it something that hurts and you don't want to, or is it something like, I can't wait till the doors of the house of God is open. I can't wait to feel the spirit anointing the songs and, and the specials and the things going on. I can't wait. Amen. I was sitting back there and I'll just say this, Sister Katie, you, you're stumbling on your verse. Don't even worry about it. That ain't why we're here. We're here to worship God. We all going to stumble on a verse or two or this or that. That's not why we're here. Amen. None of our singers get up to glorify themselves. We're glorifying God. Amen. It's a joy in our hearts to do so. It's a joy to worship the Lord. It's a joy to live in His presence. It's a joy to drink from the fountain of God. See, one of the most sticky, nastiest places to try to lay down is in a desert. Everything that has got a sticker on it, I ain't talking about a for sale sticker, <laughs> a pokey sticker. Poke here and a poke there and poke, poke, poke. Every weed is a little kind of cactus somewhere. You can't lay down nowhere. It's sticking you. The reason of it, there's no water. Water makes it soft. There's lots of water. You don't have as many thorns and thistles where there's lots of water. He said, I tell you, brother, you take the old church that's dry in his bones and no Holy Ghost in it, no salvation, no divine healing, no power of God, no shouting, no joy. That's all, all she done this and she done that sticker, 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 poke, poke, poke. Amen. He said, we need a good old gusher of the Holy Ghost. Soften us up a little bit. Amen. Some of your older ones maybe say, I, I've kind of lost the joy that I once had. God, pour it out on me. Let me soften up again, Lord, in your presence. He said, that's what Branham Tabernacle needs, a good dose of that too. Oh, I'm having a good time up here right now, he says. Hey, listen to this. Hey, this is wonderful. My clothes fit me exactly right, Brother Higginbottom. Yes, sir, my collar's not too big. My shirt fits, just feel good. Even my wife's not here. I'm just having a glorious time. Oh, don't you dare tell her that, all right. But I'm going to have a good time. Everything don't have to be perfect. Wait for us to have a good time. Amen. Amen. Everything, this and you know, things get out of cater. You know, I've seen it in, in services, the sound system act up and people's looking around. Listen, that don't mean nothing. That's just distractions. When stuff like that goes on, we ought to worship harder and louder and praise God more. We know who the enemy is. We know what he's trying to do. Amen. But we're going to give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. We're going to glorify God. While I got breath, I'm going to praise God. <laughs> so you're happy, huh? Sure, I'm happy. How can I keep from being happy? 
Let me, let me read that one more time. You're happy? He said, sure, I'm happy. How can I keep from being happy and know what I know? Oh, yeah, Christ saved me. He filled me with the Holy Ghost, and he gave me a ticket to heaven. I'm just having a big old, good old time. And I'm screaming to the top of my voice, come on, let's all go together. How can we not be happy when we hear a song sung that says he's faithful forever? He's a merciful healer. He's a mighty redeemer. He's our shield and our defender. How can we not be happy when our children are being saved, when slavery is being bound to freedom, the sick are being restored? How can we not be happy when we're taking back what's been stolen? How can we not be happy Joy defeating depression. Liberation is falling among us. Complete freedom is happening and perfect peace. How can we not be happy? How can we not be joyful when the presence of God is among us? Mercy. He reminds me one time of a guy had a hen he wanted to set and he didn't have enough eggs so he got him a duck egg and he put under it. This old hen hatched out the chickens and the duck too. Walking around the barnyard and the little duck didn't look, he looked so out of place. Bok, bok, and quack, quack, and quack, quack, bok, bok, cluck, cluck. Couldn't figure out what was going on. He didn't didn't know what the dust meant. He he got into his nostrils and everything. He hated it. Oh, it sounds like sin, don't it? You remember that? When you was out there, you'd been hatched out in the wrong place somewhere. You tried to live a certain life and it wouldn't work because that wasn't who you was. Listen, this duck wasn't born a chicken and become a duck. He was born a duck. So he was always a duck. Amen. So the barnyard wasn't what satisfied him. The dust and the bugs, the different things, that wasn't what he wanted. That wasn't what was on the inside. How many can remember that feeling? I'm on class participation. How many can feel, remember what it felt like to be out there and not be satisfied? Oh, how many knows the feeling to be in here and be satisfied with the presence of Almighty God? Hallelujah. And this is what happened to that old duck. He got around water. That brother Brandon said he throwed his little nostrils up and he began to smell something and he went running for that pond just as hard as he can go. People are screaming, you're going to lose your mind. You're joining a cult. You're doing wrong. You're going to die. You're going to do it. He just kept running. Why? There was something down there that he was wanting more than what he was leaving. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember that. There was something in this word you were wanting. There was life in this word. There was health in this word. There was joy unspeakable in this word. And it was more than what the world had. That's the way it is when a man's born into the kingdom of God. Old church can say you get away from them holy rollers. It's nonsense. Honk, honk, honk. He's got to get to water. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved. Glory to God. You say it's crazy, but brother, we're happy. (laughs) Honk, honk, honk. That little duck started to water. What was it? It was his nature. He couldn't help it. When God's in the heart, it'll call you to an old-fashioned Holy Ghost meeting. 
I know it's my nature. Unless your nature's been changed, you'll still listen to the cluck of the old hen. But when you smell water and if you're a duck, you're a gone goslin. You're a gone duckling because you're head for water just as fast as you could go. It was David. He said again in Psalms 1, Blessed is the man that will not join up with the scoffers and ungodly people, not connect with them. Wow, I didn't even know that was in there. That's pretty pertinent to our day, ain't it? Not connect with him. Not sit in the seat with him. They, they say the days of miracles pass. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, Spirit is just make-believe. Blessed is the man that will not do that. Blessed is the man that will not stand forth in such things. You don't want to mix with those things. You come out from among them. Blessed is the man that will not assemble himself and make fun calling the true church of God a bunch of fanatics. He shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water. God will put him in a choice spot. Don't you know God's ordained you a choice spot? A hand-picked place for you in his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Amen. Watch how David worded, the man is blessed. He'll be planted, not just set out. He'll be planted right there in the ground. A man that's a Christian that rests in his eternal destination upon some denominational creed. He's not in his right place. He was born to be free, a child of God, to worship God. Yet something in him is longing to do it, but the creed is keeping him from it. Some old thing is keep, some old tradition is keeping him from the joy of God. He said, in other words, this man that's planted, listen to this, he will be like a man in the scriptures that believe all of God's word. Where the power and the nine spiritual gifts can flow through one God into his innermost being. He says, people don't believe in shouting. The thing of it is, they haven't got spiritual joy. Hello, somebody. It's hot up here, brother. If you can turn that AC on, I'd be much appreciated. He said, they don't have spiritual joy. And the joys are the water of life that can flow through them. He said, that's what's the matter. Lots of matter with Branham Tabernacle. He said, because that unbelief, the cares of the world, has bound the people till it can't produce spiritual growth. That's what's the matter with our nation. That's what's the matter with our churches. They have no joy. The joy of the Lord has departed. Ichabod, which means the presence of the Lord, has departed. That's over our churches. That's because we've left off the original foundation and placed ourselves on creeds and denominations, permitting things of, of the world to dry up our experience with God. Oh, that's a warning to us. Don't let those things dry up your experience. Amen. Don't let it dry it up. He said, oh, go. He said, go with me to Arizona. Let me take you to the desert. Everything in the desert has a sticker on it. Any little plant you go, it'll stick you. It's always got stickers because there's no water. There's no nothing flowing through it. And the sticker now is it was a leaf that rolled up and became a hard point. One day it used to be flowing and water flowing through it. But now all of a sudden it shriveled down and it's nothing but a little... He said, that's what's with the church today. When the church gets away from the fountain of life, when it gets away from the joys of salvation, 
when it gets away from the Lord God, that person becomes a sticker. Always finding fault. No sooner you come up, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, don't talk to me about this, sticker, sticker, no fruits. Just a cactus. But you put it into a land for where there's plenty of water, and that sticker will unfold and become a soft leaf bearing fruit. I've seen that happen. Hallelujah. Just because you're a sticker tonight don't mean there ain't hope for you. Get in the water. Amen. What's the matter with the church today has been set into a denomination. Creeds that bind it. No joy. Just sprinkle now and then a little revival to hold it. What it needs to be is coming out from among the scoffers and the unbelievers and be planted by the rivers of water. For there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins where sinners, unbelievers, plunge beneath the flood and lose all their guilty stains. Notice the difference between a cistern and a flowing well of living water, artesian well. A broken cistern is full of bugs, lizards, frogs, germs, and what more. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I've seen it. You know, people get all proud of their well water. If they look in it and see what's all down in there. Yeah. Be thinking a little different, you know. It's kind of like the city people. They don't want, they don't want to go. They go buy meat at the grocery store because they don't want to ha- buy meat that died. <laughs> Seriously, somebody said that. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that one. You know, about these water wells, but these big cisterns, they get bu- full of bugs and lizards and frogs and germs. But here's an artesian well. It's self-supporting. You don't have to get a, a, a big sister, you bring a lot of money, or don't have to join a lot of members. It supports its members of the spirit of life that's in them functioning. Notice the water that comes from is fresh. It's pure, it's clean, not a cistern, not something that's stagnated, been documented by 40 or 50 different minds of this is right, that's right, that's right. But it's a real artesian well. He said the secret of that well is the power that's within itself. Hallelujah. Man can't find it, some kind of pressure beneath it. It just keeps pushing up. It just keeps coming. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Bram talks about the little spring he went by and it was just a bubbling, you know, and it was just a bubbling, a bubbling, a bubbling. Just kept coming. He's watching it and enthralled by it. He said, Why are you bubbling? He said, Is it because that the animals drink from you? And he said, If that spring could talk, it'd say, No, it ain't, it ain't from that. I, 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 it's not from that. He said, Well, is it because it's such, such a beautiful day that you're bubbling? No, it's not because of that. Is it because I drink from you? No, it ain't because of that. He said, But if that thing could talk it would tell me there's something underneath that is pushing up and it just keeps coming and on a Sunday it's there and on a Monday it's there and on a Tuesday it's there and on a Wednesday it's there on a Thursday it's come on every day of the week Hallelujah. Amen. I, I get amazed just up there at Spring River of the water that comes out of that place, millions of gallons. And it's been doing it for how, since time began, I guess. I don't know, for, for as long as I can remember. That's long enough. Who cares what happened before? But I know that thing's been pumping some water. And it just keeps coming. And it keeps coming. 
Oh my, you go through a little spurt in your life and you feel down and depressed, but it just keeps coming. You go through a little time in your life and you don't know what to do and you don't know where to turn to. It just keeps coming. It kept coming when Brother Brandon was facing the death of his wife and his little girl. And he said he almost said something, but it kept coming. Kept pushing out. It kept going. Amen. I, I believe it'll come every service if you believe. I believe healing ain't about run out. Joy is not about run out. Deliverance is not run out. It's still there. It's an inexhaustible fountain of life. Bubbling it out. It's the way it is with a born-again experience. You cannot contain it. Hello, somebody. It's a well of water within you. See, something about it. Man-made tanks may freeze. Oh, yeah. I've seen that happen too many times out there on the farm. Go out there and have to carry water because these man-made ideas don't work. The best of man-made man ideas don't work. We've, we've got some of the best tanks for our cows now that actually don't freeze. They haven't, well, they haven't freeze, frozen our weather. And they're supposed to be good for even worse. But the cows somehow still figure out a way to mess them up, tear them up, make them leak, cause issues. They're man-made. Amen. If you've got a man-made religion, it's going to have issues. If you've got a man-made creed or dogma, it's going to have issues. Amen. You've seen, you've seen kingdoms that have been built up on man-made ideas and man's own opinions and man's abilities and their charismatic ways and things, and they've been built up. But that man gone, and that place begins to crumble. Why? Because it was man-made. That's why I rejoice in the message that we got, because it wasn't man-made. It wasn't the intellectual property of a seventh grade Kentuckian preacher. It wasn't the intellectual property of a prophet of God. It was God's voice to our generation. It's not man-made. So the devil can try to freeze it. He can try to cap it. He can try to do whatever he wants to. It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep pushing until this thing blows and we're out of here. What's going to take you to that rapture? This word's going to take you. What's on the inside of you that's bubbling out? There's something in it that's fresh every day, pure, clean. It's the unadulterated word of God in your heart. Mouth and mouth vindicating itself, speaking for itself. I don't care whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, what kind of weather it is, you're still happy. Hello, somebody. Well, Brother Timothy, I had this happen to me today, and if you had it, you wouldn't be so exuberant either. Let me read that again. No matter whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, what kind of weather it is, what kind of devil's against you, what kind of tormenting spirit's in your mind, you can still be happy. Because the Holy Spirit is in you bubbling up. It's this hidden power. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. This well is the only eternal happiness. This God I speak of is the only eternal joy. 
You can go find joy in this world and it'll be temporary joy. Come on, it's a temporary fix. When they go out there and get them some drugs, it's temporary for a temporary high. Oh, I feel good. Then all of a sudden, crash and they got to go do it all over again. It's a temporary feel good to get drunk on that well, on the whiskey or the beer or whatever. And they go out there and they're oh, just having a good old time. And next morning they wake up puking their guts out. It's a temporary thing. But what I'm speaking about tonight is not temporary. It's not for just a moment. It's not just when the good times are. It's for every time and all time. He's an on time God. Amen. He said, oh, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, but I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. He is the only peace. He is the only happiness. Oh, you might get out in the world and you might laugh like a loon. <laughs> Have a good old time. You might go into hysterics over some movie star, or some joke somewhere, something going on. Well, you're only making noise. It soon wears off. <laughs> hey man, I heard some noise at youth camp. Lots of noise. Hey man, I looked at Brother Danny. I think I've already told him I'd tell it again because I was sitting there just, just in awe at these young people, fanatics. They became a true fan of something true. Hey man, this is something that's real. It's not something that's going to leave them. It's not something that's going to turn, you know, turn into a nothing. As far as I mean, you got movie, you got movie stars that ran their course and crashed, done. You got basketball stars that ran their course, this star and that star ran their course, done. No more here. Some of them dead. Some of them gone. Some of them live in broken conditions and lives gone. Amen. But now they're, they're, I've seen young people who turn their eyes off the things of the world and they're looking towards a God. Who's not going to be out there then gone. Amen. But he's an eternal God. He's with them even now. Amen. Amen. Right now, I've been hearing from young people that said, I'm still so stirred by those meetings. Things that have been done in my life. Things I've been turned around. I'm not the same person no more. Oh, my Says out there you're only making noise. But listen to this. But when a man comes to the place where he's found the joy there is, and knowing his sins are forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. What kind of noise can that make somebody make? When you realize I once was a prisoner. I just read an account of Dwight L. Moody. He was given the opportunity to go into a prison and preach the gospel. But the warden says, look, I would like you to do this. The governor has signed off for this man a pardon. And you can go in there and preach, but I want you to give this man a pardon. And Dwight L. Moody got up. And he said he was, had in his mind that he was going to tell them, somebody in this room will receive a governor signed pardon. And so he told him that, and he was going to preach a sermon, and then at the end, give it to the man. He said, but he's seen the anguish on their faces. Is it me? 
Is it me? Am I the one that got this part? And, and I'm, am, I the, am I the guy? I, and he began to see things and he saw, saw their facial expression. He said he couldn't help himself. He had to call the man's name and said, you, you're free. And the man the writer that was telling this story said, could you imagine out of all those hundreds of men, you was the one man in there that said, heard the words, you're free. You're free. Amen. What happened? He said that man got up and began to rejoice. It didn't matter that the other ones didn't have that or didn't get that, didn't see that, didn't receive that. He got it. That was enough for him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise be to God. When you hear the word come across that says you're free, you're free, you're free. It don't matter if the guy next to you don't receive it. I got it. I got it. Oh, the joy of knowing that your sins are forgiven. And not only forgiven, justified. As though you never done it in the first place. That man that received that pardon, he can never receive justification like we're talking about justification. There was always be somebody that remembered what he'd done or may have done or the story around it or the mystery that shrouded him and he'd go out and maybe never experience the freedom no more truly and be bound by that thing. But listen, you don't have to, that, that, ain't, the, that ain't the justification I'm talking about tonight or the freedom I'm talking about tonight. Hey Amen. You can walk out of here and never, ever, ever, ever have to bear the shame and the reproach of your sins anymore. It's joy unspeakable when you realize you're dead and your life is hidden, God through Christ sealed by the Holy Ghost. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory in the power of the eternal God, knowing that you're resting securely in His will. Mercy. Let me go down here. Joy tonight. Said God by his election grace called you. God by his election grace sanctified you. God by his election grace and his power baptized you and put you into the land of rest. The Holy Ghost. They which have entered into this rest have ceased from their going astray. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I don't have to go back out in the world. That gives me some joy. I don't have to go down back there and be bound by the old devils again. That gives me a lot of joy. Amen. They have joy unspeakable and full of glory. The tree of life is blooming in them. They have long suffering, gentleness, patience, faith, meekness, all those things. The tree of life blooming, the witness of the Holy Ghost bearing record with signs and wonders. These signs shall follow them that believe. They walk with God. They talk with God. No devil can move them. They're steadfast, looking for eternal life. Looking to eternal life, forgetting those things that are past, pressing towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. What is it? That's just the down payment. Hello. All this is your experience now is just the down payment. What a wonderful time I've been enjoying just the down payment. 
Amen. But what's God going to do when it comes fullness of this down payment and it becomes the fullness of the resurrection, the fullness of adoption. When I change this old robe that I'm in and I change it in for a new body. Oh my, you're talking about some joy. The down payment. He says, I've seen men 90 years old with the down payment. He said, this old man, brother, remember the story, Brother Brown talked talk about that 90-year-old colored preacher. He says, got up there, and he said, barely could just make it up there. And, you know, he just walked up, got up to the pulpit, laid it down. And then he said, Brother Brown, something, this old man's going to preach? He said, well, bless the Lord. And Brother Brown said, why, why didn't they let some of them young preachers preach? How's he ever going to preach? He said, well, brother, today I've been hearing the brothers preach all day long about what Jesus done on earth. I'm going to tell you what he done in heaven. I'll take my text tonight from Job 7, verse 27, when it was way back yonder before the foundation of the world. And he said, the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. That'll get you excited because what was that? That was in the mind of God. Before there ever was a sin, before there ever was a sickness, before there ever was a trial, before there ever was a temptation, God saw you shouting. Shouting at what? His plan of redemption, his abilities, his grace, his mercy, and how he is going to unfold himself to you. He saw you shouting that he wasn't going to leave you where he found you, but he's going to bring you out. When I think of what the Lord has done, how he saved me, how he healed me, how he raised me up, it makes me want to shout. Why? It's joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. That man got to preaching. said all of a sudden he jumped up. He clicked his heels together. Whoopee, hallelujah, glory. Got to jumping up and down. You ain't got enough room up here for me to preach. And he walks off the platform. Man, we got enough room in here for y'all to sit and look at me. <laughs> y'all wear me out. Hallelujah. What was it? He began to see who he was before the foundation of the world. Even in this hour, you have your doubts, you have your fears, you have unbelief that comes, you have things that pop up. But if you could ever, as Job caught himself up and he looked beyond his old ash heap he was sitting on. He looked beyond all his troubles and his trials and he got caught up into another spirit somewhere. Oh, if we tonight can get caught up into another atmosphere somewhere. Your doubts will cease. Your sorrows will fall away. Your depression will leave. All those things will take place. Why? Because you're looking at something eternal and not something that's temporary. Hallelujah. What does the Holy Spirit do? It quickens you who are once dead in trespasses and sins. And you've been made alive. And that's just with the earnest money. No wonder Paul, when he was called up into the third heaven, he said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered in in the heart of man what God has for them in store, for them that love him.
Think on these things. Do you love him tonight? What has he got in store for you? Treasures reserved in heaven. A place reserved. You who were once dead in sins and trespasses as you quickened together by the shadow of the shadow of the shadows. He's quickened you by the shadow of the shadow of the shadows. What's it going to be when you come to the shadow of the shadows into the shadow, then the shadow, then to the creek, then the creek into the river, and the river into the ocean? What's it going to be like then? When all of a sudden you realize all those things are gone. They're all gone. Death has given, been given to life. Sickness is given to healing. Been translated into a new body. I don't think you're going to hear a little whoopee over there. A little, as we would say, golf clap. Just barely put your hands together. I made it. It's so wonderful here. Look at this. This is grand, ain't it, Brother Aaron? Ain't this amazing? Just having it's nice, yeah. Oh wow. Oh no, no, no. Uh-uh. You're gonna hear some good old southern yelps. Uh-huh. That's right. Woo! I'm here! I've arrived! I've seen several. I've wanted to play them. Sometimes I go. I get the thought to do it. But you see these uh, these videos that they catch of these soldiers coming home to surprising their families, and and they come and they get in a box or they come into a whatever, and they surprise them and just the love and embrace and the tears that are shed. And I can't help but think that day when these soldiers are going to come home, marching in Zion, singing all we're Christian soldiers going on, fighting the battle with all we got. Hallelujah! It makes me want to shout before I even get there to know what God is in store for us. Perfect peace, perfect rest, perfect health, perfect joy. No departing, no sorrow, no sickness. Hallelujah. And then old soldiers of the cross that's already gone on, they ain't going to be standing there they're just looking at you. Hello, they ain't going to be running. My precious brother, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. I ain't even got enough English to describe how that's going to be. But I want to be there. Mercy. He says the other day, sitting on a bench, which he's talking about the gun that blew up, I believe, here. Sitting on a bench, Satan seen a chance to kill me, but he couldn't do it. And he'll never do it until Christ is ready. No matter how many times he comes, he'll go back empty-handed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> until Christ gives an order. It's a promise. God promised it. It's God's word that promises it. We believe it because we're an heir. How many is there tonight? Heir to what? Treasures that won't melt away. 
that ain't, that ain't moths all in it and decaying and it's in a wretched condition. We're talking about a perfect place. Heirs, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. When you're an heir to something, you find out it's a million dollars, how many going to be happy? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I did that before. I, mean, I know what Brother Joe's going to do when he receives that. Amen. Amen. He's, he's expressive. He loves to express what God's done for him. I believe we ought to be all free to do that. Amen. To express what God did for me. He said, well, I ain't that kind of person, Brother Timothy. Oh, yeah, okay. I seen some of you out on the volleyball court and you was doing it. Oh, yeah. Seen some of you out on the basketball court and you was doing it. Seen somebody kill a big trophy and you did it. Come on, somebody. What about the eternal things of God? There ought to be something within us that says, yes, mama, that's me. This is not a trophy that's going to fall apart and decay and burn with fire and quench it with fire. But we're talking about a treasure that's laid up in heaven. A theophany that's going to step into this realm and we're going to step into it. I'm an heir to it. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. You say, so what makes you so happy? I've got a right to be. Hallelujah. Amen. That was a prophet of God if it wasn't good enough for it to come from me. He said, what makes you so happy? We have a right to be happy. I'm an heir to my divine healing. Oh, he says, I feel religious now. I'm an heir to happiness. I'm an heir to joy. I'm an heir to peace. I'm an heir to eternal life. I'm an heir to the Holy Spirit. I'm an heir to every evidence it has. So if it's shouting, so if it's speaking in tongues, if it's dancing, whatever it is, I'm an heir to it. Not just me, he says. Every one of you is an heir to the same thing. An heir to a throne. Hello, somebody. Woo! He that overcometh shall sit with me in my throne as I have overcame and set my father's throne and heir to all things. Not just one thing, all things. Everything is under your feet. Death is under your feet. The grave is under your feet. Hell is under your feet. Sin is under your feet. Everything is under your feet. Oh, there ought to be some joy picking up in the building right now. You're dead and your life is hidden, God, through Jesus Christ. But you rose again to eternal life. Amen. And sitting in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Call this what you want to call us. You can call me crazy, but you've got to call me an heir. Hallelujah. We're heirs. Are you an heir to Branham Tabernacle? No. I'm an heir to all things. What's been, seems, present, future to everything, I am an heir. Every sin and wickedness has been put under my feet by the grace of Jesus Christ. And he rose Easter morning and he triumphed over death. He triumphed over hell. He triumphed over the grave. He made me an heir. Wait yonder and I'll give you the promise. And his anointed authoritative servant said the promise is unto you. What was the promise? The Holy Ghost. And his promises to you and to your children. Oh. Let's have some joy about our children. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I know your children's caused you sorrow and they've done things that ain't right, but we can have joy about it because His promise says they shall return. So let's fear, let's kill the fatted calf. Let's start up the music. Let's start rejoicing because God will bring His promises to pass. We're an heir to it. Hallelujah. The promises unto you and to your children and them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm an heir. Jesus proved it to us. And on his resurrection, he gave it to us. When we entered that battleground between life and death, I'm a sinner, Brother Branham. You don't have to be. Oh, I love that. You're a sinner because you desire to be. Whoa. You're a sinner because you desire to be. And you're letting Satan rob you from the privileges that Christ has for you. I'm an heir to it. It's all mine. Won't you look that devil in the eye and say, that's mine. You're not an heir. I'm an heir. Amen. Everything he died for belongs to me, belongs to you. We're his children. We're heirs. Mercy. Let me just go down to here. But the devil likes to come in your minds and say, well, I had, I had a good time at camp. I had a good time in certain, whatever, dedication meeting last Sunday. Boy, I've just been down today, Brother Timothy. Must have done something wrong. I just done, didn't, I guess I didn't get what I thought I had. Brother Branham's asked this question and question and answers. He said, Brother Branham, what shall I do? Something has settled over me. I can't break through. I dreamed I was lost in white sand. It was getting dark. I couldn't find my way, and the dream has stayed with me since last fall. I am one as, gro- I am as one groping in darkness. My son and wife are included in my dream. They're also in darkness. We're in desperation. I believe God will show you if we're in the wrong or sinning, we want to be right. He said, I don't know the lady, but I just feel you're here, lady, and you're in trouble. You have let something happen to you that made you nervous because being in white sand represents purity and righteousness. Hallelujah. You're just letting Satan put one over on you. Your dream proved there's nothing wrong. You're only nervous. And by doing this kind of thinking, you're making the rest of your family nervous. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Claim your God-given rights. Your dream proves by the interpretation you're in white sands. Hallelujah, everything is all right. It's you, yourself, nervous. And you let one member of a family get nervous, it goes to the next member, the next member. And the first thing you know, you're all fussing and going on. And one member of the family kind of gets upset about something. It upsets the other and the other. And the first thing you know, the whole family's upset. It's Satan. 
And then if one member of the family rejoices, <laughs> if one member of the family rejoices, then the rest of them will begin to rejoice. So every one of the families try to do that. Hello, somebody. Cast down your nervousness and your upset and start rejoicing. Why don't you start saying, ain't God good? He gives me so many blessings. Hallelujah. Try each one of your children to help your papa and your mama, papa, help your children. Don't let that gloomy, unbelieving spirit get around you. Hallelujah. Don't let that gloomy, unbelieving spirit get around you. You are Christians. Hallelujah. You're born of the Spirit of God. You have God-given rights. Oh, sister, I think that your trouble, I wouldn't, I could dwell on that for a long time, but according to what I said, that is nothing but the truth. Don't let that glooming spirit, unbelieving spirit get around you. And if it's been around you today, why don't you cast that thing down and start rejoicing. Hallelujah. Is there any daddies in here to just begin to rejoice? Say, thank you, God, for what you've done for me in my life. You've been so good to me and my family. Yes, Lord, is there any mamas that are joined in and say, yes, Lord, that's me, God. I'm just going to rejoice in the promises of God. I'm going to lay aside this gloominess. Hallelujah. Is there a young person that will rejoice in the things of God and say, yes, Lord, it's mine. I'm a redeemed son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I was bought by a price. I'm an heir to all things. Hallelujah. You are Christians. You're born of the Spirit of God. Tell that devil to get back now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to rejoicing in the things of God right now. Lift your voice, O Zion. Lift your voice. Rejoice. Amen. Your king is present. Where were you, morning stars? Where were you, sons of God, before the foundation of God? You were rejoicing. Hallelujah. Rejoicing in the things of God. I will be glad and rejoice. This is the day the Lord has made. This is my day. This is my moment. This is my time. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, cast that old gloomy spirit down right now. I'm not a part of that. I'm on white sands. I've been sanctified. I've been justified. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm walking on sands of promises of God. Oh, sure, it might be dark around you, but that don't matter. You're still standing upon the Word of God. Just rejoice in His Word. Bless Him, be faithful forever. He's a merciful healer. He's a mighty redeemer. He's a shield and defender. Our children are being saved. Prodigals are coming home. Slavery is giving way to freedom. Sickness is restored. Hallelujah. Healing is taking place. Take back what Satan stole from you right now. In the presence of Almighty God. Joy is here defeating depression. Liberation, complete freedom, perfect peace. 
joy unspeakable and full of glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we love you, Father. We praise your almighty name, God. There's none like you, Father. Lord Jesus, we just ask God that you just sweep over this place with your presence. Lord, no doubt there's been mind battles that's been taking place. Walking in darkness. We're in a dark world. But we're walking on white sands. The word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus, we love you, Father. Is there anybody want to just say, oh, I love you, Jesus? I love you, Lord. I praise you, Lord God. There's no one like you. Thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord. Liberation, complete freedom. Perfect peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's just worship him. It does rejoice. Hallelujah. Since I've been, give my joy. 